Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. And I'm Scott. And I know how to say fajita in Spanish. Oh, and we're keeping you in the loop with the guitar community. This is where the music plays. Is your dog dying? He wants... He There's another dog outside, I guess, barking. Huh. He's whining. Come here. It sounds like a freaking dying cow. Man. Crazy. Sounded like he was choking. <laughs> he's, he's dying over here. Um, all right, hold on. So the music played, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this episode is brought to you by Electromotive Sound Co. Go check out electromotivesoundco.com and get a clone, clone V3. It's a clone. It's a clone. Okay. Sorry. I got distracted. Wrap <laughs> snacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if if you don't know what that is or want to know what we're talking about, go listen to the Patreon episode. Uh, if you're not able to listen to the Patreon episode because you're not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and you can good find transition. out. That was a good transition. I you know I felt like I don't know if you intentionally like lobbied that up for me. No, but... I just I just had free time, so I was like looking it up. Yeah. And no, it worked out fantastic. All right. Uh, speaking out of speaking of working out fantastic, we're going to move on to the next section, which is where we talk about the best part of the episode, which is what's new. It is. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to do it different because we did it. This is the second time doing the episode. Um, so, Scott, what's new? Uh, I got a new amp. Yes, you did. Uh, so we're going to skip it out of the news segment, but uh, the oh. PRS MT100 finally came out. Um, had a good media blitz. Maybe I was just so suckered in because I've been wanting, like I've been watching this amp for two, three years. It's been public for a while of like they're working on it, but goodness, this is a lot. When did you order it? Uh, the day it came out, which was when? When was that? I need to go with my. So here's the fun part: is like it was a pre-order, so it was one of those text my Sweetwater rep situations. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I, I, I recently saw another. Why does my Sweetwater rep send me an email every three months? It's so annoying, guy. And I'm like, chill out. Um, ba, 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 ba. Okay. So I. So it's since it's text messages, I'm not seeing it in my iMessages here. November twenty fourth is when it's shipped. Okay. Um, but I'll just scroll through it on my phone. Anyway, it it came out earlier, like beginning of November, I think. Okay. I felt like I've known about it for a little bit longer than that. That's why again there was um. So it was revealed in their rig rundown, and then didn't come out for like another month or two. Okay. Like the timing of it was a little weird. Um, gotcha. But okay. here it is. November seventh is when I bought. It, is when it came. Okay. Out. But I haven't. I haven't been on the show. Yeah. So there we go. I I took November off. I basically. Yeah. Um, which I needed. Good work's been crazy. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So this is this thing's hundred watts. Insane. It's huge. This is the biggest so, amp head I've ever bought. And I'm running it through my two notes and it 
breathes fire, dude. This thing is so good. Yeah. Do you, have you been like playing all the Creed? I need to learn some more Creed. Um, Just make sure you have a flanger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the secret. And and run everything through it. Vocals, <laughs> whole, whole kit and caboodle. Like I like the, they ran the CD through. Like it was like they were they got done mastering it, and they're like, "This is phenomenal." Well, re- like, remember oh, these guys on. like literally played it. Like they were nobodies on a no name label, and that album went six times platinum. Yeah, but like that was by definition like a local recording. Like that should never have. They should have redone the whole album and remastered could it. You imagine, and all that. Could but, you imagine if they did a rem- like a if they did like a Taylor's version? Could you imagine if they did a cover of "I Could Only Imagine"? <sighs> okay, actually, there was a <laughs> there was a band Seventh Day Slumber that did like a heavy metal. Oh like, yeah, praise and worship, and they did uh, "I Can Only Imagine" and it ripped. It sounded like Rage Against the Machine. Um, uh, wake up the riff to wake up from rage against machine it's kind of it pretty much the same thing okay i need to look this up it's it just don't support the band at all <laughs> sorry why not <laughs> they went they made christian music great again um did they <laughs> were they patriots i think so because there was another band where some of they those were, guys like, were there it was kind of like so you know how like trapped is on Facebook and everything, and you're just like, stop, stop. They're the Christian version. Oh, they weren't saying like, they just get like the the political brain words where they just have to post constantly and yell at everybody, and, they, and they have to and they have to double down on every. You know what I mean? Like then like just keep going, and you're like, stop. Yeah, yeah. I think they ended up by the blocking way, me. By the way, that cuts both ways, and you all you all need to chill. You all need yeah. to chill. Anyway, all of them. <laughs> you are all the problem. This is why I don't follow anybody on Facebook anymore. I've actually gotten really good about I, I have I have I've really gotten out of like the arguing on Facebook. I you got out of the neighborhood groups, didn't you? No, I, no, I'm still in them. I really, it's really, I just don't have the need to really argue with people. I, I've just, I don't know. I've gotten to where I just scroll and and check things out, and that's you, about it. You've got enough arguments at home. You don't need to. No, I've just got enough stress going on in my life where I'm just like, I don't want this. So, yeah. Yes. So anyway, that's what's new with me. Um, Diaz, anything? Oh, else. One other one. Um, I didn't buy it, but I do have it in hand Um, Mm. on on a whatever term loan it will be. But I also got the Marshall Bluesbreaker reissue pedal. Oh. Yeah, it's my buddy Ian's. Um, <laughs> of course, it's Ian's. Of course, Ian bought one, right? It's John Mayer. Yeah, it's John Mayer. So he has John Mayer. So he was like, now that he actually knows how to use a uh, bluesbreaker pedal again, because um, he's been using my print. He he bought that Prince of Tone off of me ages ago, and mm-hmm. using that, which no idea which one's on his board right now. But um, he's borrowing my Snouse Black Box again to see mm. if like the option paralysis is still a problem there. Cause like that is the thing with that. The black box has way too many switches that you get I've overwhelmed ri- with it. I got rid of, there's still the one Prince of tone that I had. I, I've had another Prince of tone since I, I didn't like the sound of it. There was one Prince of tone I had that just had the perfect settings and I regret getting rid of it. Yeah. Are you on the list for King of tone? Yep. Okay. Might want to yeah. check that. It's been 
a while. It's, no, no. I, I checked a couple months ago. I've got about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's about when I'm in, up again, too. So we, We're probably like right around the same day. We probably jump back on together or something. Or just, um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? I don't know. Philip's oh. all, all, all in on the um, Pantheon Deluxe, the, the Wampler one. Yes, I want to try one. Uh, Philip is coming to town, or he's oh, in hey. town, or something. Uh, he, I, I was texted yesterday that he needed to be reminded to remind me that he was coming to town. I don't remember when. I need to look. That's, and, that's some circular logic there. Well, it was me, Andrew Hensley, and Philip Carter. So I said to her, "I was like, I was like ADHD club. I was like, together we can forget anything." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right. Well, Diaz, what's new with you? I got a new guitar. Um, the girlfriend got me a guitar for Christmas and I got to get it. I got to open it early because, well, first of all, like she didn't really know what to order. So I just had to like place the order. And so I knew <laughs> it was coming. And then I was playing in some services before Christmas. So she was like, well, here, here you go. So I got the Epiphone Jerry Cantrell Les Paul custom wino. And this thing is killer. It is oh, it's, absolutely phenomenal. It, I, I, I said it in the last episode. I'll say it again. It, it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> if, uh, I, if I've said it once, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Um, <laughs> like, it, like we had this talk because I was like, mm, you know, I still kind of have this like weird inkling of like wine red. I still associate with like the Les Paul Studio because like yeah. that was the color of it for so long. But like this looks different and looks a lot better. Mm hmm. Front so and it's back. D- double bound, yeah. cream binding, and um, it's got gold hardware. Uh, so I, I had the black uh, speed knobs, and I traded those for the gold knobs. Um, oh, you traded them? All right, well, I swapped them. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, well, the, the, I, I was going to say the craziest, if, the craziest trade ever was if, just if you still, knobs. If you got those speed knobs lying around, I might take those off. I don't. Hand. I don't know where I put them. I if I can find them, I if well, I can find them, I'll send them to and, you. Well, they're import size, so they won't fit my Gibsons. Oh no, they are. Yeah, so I that was one thing I had to do research on was make sure that I ordered the, um, yeah. the right ones, the yeah. metric. I I personally like speed knobs a lot. Like if you look at like Paul Reed Smiths, they have speed knobs basically, even yeah. though they're not speed knobs. I like them uh, more I like, than the top hats. I like the PRS speed knobs that were um, kind of clear and had the indentions. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they somewhat kind of like the top but, hat, with, but they're, came in but, a but they're bulky, like the speed knob. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, but I enjoyed those. Um, that's still I the just, knob, by the way, that's, that's like the standard yeah. PRS knob. I love those knobs. Um, but I, I don't, I'm just not a fan of the speed knobs. They're just too, I don't like the way they look. Is it, is it because it's a smooth knob? Is that what the problem is? No, yes. No, no, Do you need I, ridges on your knob? Is that the problem? Um, I, I do prefer ridges on my knobs, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. So many people are like collectively slapping their heads right now, being like, "Not this again!" Scott. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there was leave a, the um, knobs alone. No, no. I saw. Did I send it in the group? There was a picture of all the different knobs from companies. No. Someone someone made a picture, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Because oh, I can cool. point out which. Yeah, yeah. Let's not go down this. Okay. Uh, I got a question. I got a question yeah. for you. Yeah. So you have been Les Paul itching for a while here. For a very long time. Like we've talked about it quite a bit. And you were really heavily like, I'm going to get this Harley Benton, sl- effectively the slash model. That's not the slash model. 
Yeah. You were so dead set on that. Yes. What got you into the Jerry Contrell? So I'm an Allison Chains fan. That's one thing. Um, and the thing about the Harley Benton that just, it's one of those things is the headstock just kind of bothers me. I wasn't a fan of it. And looking at the price difference, it was like what about three hundred dollars price difference. I think the slash one is around five fifty five hundred. This was eight fifty. Um, I've I've just I've seen a lot of Harley Bentons. People love them, but then then they they end up selling them. Hmm. And it's one of those where if I'm getting a guitar and especially and I, this sounds horrible, but it's it's a gift. So it was like one of those where I was didn't have to be completely self-conscious about the price, even though it's still my household paying for it. Um, was it's I don't know, and I, I saw it. And I just fell in love with the look of it. Because you were you were between this and what was the other one? Um, the PRS uh, Silver Sky SE. Those were the two guitars that I was deciding between. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. So the SEs are on sale. That was one, that was a big reason I was leaning towards SE. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the Summit Purple, but I really liked the gray. Um, I wanted to do a uh, maple neck because I've already got an ebony neck on my MJT. Um, and so I and, wanted to make in, sure. In a way, both these you've already got this. Both those grounds already covered. You already have the MJT Strat, and you already have the. Because the the that you have triple shots in the MGT, don't you? The Lambertones triple shots. I've got a I've got a grinder in the bridge and oh, then yeah. triple shots. I got the HSS. So that guitar covers quite a bit of ground. Um, and honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the Strat bridge sound. Usually, I'd go to the two position. Um, I'm a, I'm a two and four guy, um, unless I'm doing like surf. And I I played an SE. Uh, at the Silver Sky SE at Guitar Center, and I really, I, I did like it, but the the Les Paul is something I have been itching for, and it covered a tonal ground that while I've got the SG, I still don't have the full like Les Paul sound, and this just covers. Well, because you have still, the Dave Grohl too, don't you? I do, but that's also kind of a different sound. I mean, do you still have the stock pickups in that? Yes. Yeah. So I mean. And this is guitar was just beautiful. Um, I went and played some Les Paul custom Epiphone Les Paul customs at Guitar Center. Really was enjoying kind of you know the way they felt. Um, the Jerry Cantrell's an ebony fretboard, which I do like ebony fretboards. Is it like um, dirty ebony? Where like it has mm -hmm. like it has sapwood in it, where it has the white streaks in it and whatnot? No. Oh, it's just pure black? For the most part, yeah. Oh. It's funny because I mean, like it's not super it's not super dark either. Well, because because like, back in the day it used to be you know all black ebony or nothing, and right. then when Taylor was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna save ebony. We're just we're not throwing out any of the sapwood anymore. We're just gonna start yeah. using it." I remember they came out with a bunch of guitars with sapwood in them. I went, "Oh my god, I like that more." So, it, and then I think what happened was sapwood became more desirable. <laughs> yeah. So well, um, and another works. thing. The Epiphone came with a custom hard shell case. Good. So that was that was great as well. Because um, yeah. you're a, you're a hard shell case guy. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of gig bags just because there's kids running around a lot. So I prefer just a hard shell case. Well, and I mean you, 
you've you've had trucks and that kind of a trunk situation for a while too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you still do you? Well, I guess you don't use an amp anymore. Uh huh. Oh. Anyway, now great. I did I did have an aha moment where I was like, oh yeah, I can just turn off the amp and cab sim and use the Helix LT as a pedal board. Yep. I was like. I was like, it was such a simple thing. I was like, my brain just did not click. And I texted Andrew and he was like, yeah, that happened to me too. Or just turn the cab sim off and then plug in the effects loop return of whatever amp you're using. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyways, uh, this episode is already (laughs) going longer. Or maybe it feels like it's longer because we've done this before. Maybe we're just sick of each other already and it's feeling like this is taking eternity. Who knows? All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this gear news. We're going to try to hit some of it pretty fast. Um, I'm sure there's stuff we're going to get stuck on seeing as we haven't been on the same there's, episode. There's also so much good stuff. There really was a lot of good stuff. There's so, so much start. good stuff. Well, let's kick it right off with one of the things I'm, I think I'm most excited about in this list. Um, it's, the Boss IR2 amp and cabinet. Yeah, 11 amps plus Celestian IRs. And the, you can change the IRs in it. Uh, it's got an effects loop. It has a stereo effects loop, stereo out. Um, I believe it's mono in, which channel, someone... Channel select. It has channel selection in it. So you can actually hop between two different amps. Yeah, yeah. So And, and that's the quick press is to change the channel because you're never going to want to bypass it. But if you do, you hold it to bypass it. So you literally only need one switch. It's, like, it's, it's so good. This is so well the, thought out. Um, the concentric I, knobs might piss people off. other, But like it keeps the form factor really get, nice. Why do people get mad about those? Well, because you, you bump the one when you adjust the other. If you're not being careful. Yeah. Just be careful. But that might be something that gets people going. Um, well, they're not smooth, so that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Let's run through Diaz. There is a list here. <gasps> Do you want to read the list? All right. So we are going to look at, we've got a clean, which is the boss original amp with a natural clean sound with a 1x12 Celestian V-type. Twin, Fender Twin Reverb, 2x12 Celestian A-type. Tweed, 1959 Basement, 4x10 Celestian G10 Gold. Diamond, Vox AC30, 2x12 Celestian Blues. Crunch, Boss Original Amp with High Clarity Crunch Tone, 2x12 Celestian G1265. Ooh, Brit, Marshall 1959 Super Lead, 4x12 Celestian G12M Heritage. High Gain, Boss Original Amp with Smooth, Well-Defined Gain Sounds, 4x12 Celestian G12M Creambacks. SLDN, Saldano Slow 100, 4x12 Celestian Vintage 30. Brown, Boss Original High Gain Amp derived from the Katana Series, 4x12 Celestian G12M Heritage. Modded, Boss Original Amp with Extreme Gain and High Definition, 4x12 Celestian G12K100s. And then R Fire is a Mesa Boogie Dual Rec Channel Tune Modern Mode, 4x12 Celestian Vintage 30. I want to say this, the brown Boss Original High Gain Amp from the Katana Series, that's going to sound fantastic. Yes, it's very good. I mean, uh, I, I like that they're stepping away from the Boss branding a mm-hmm. little bit of like when you looked at the katana they just had like whatever it was it was like clean dirty or clean grit mm-hmm. whatever so they're there it was clean crunch 
brown something else but like um this this keeps those tones but they're finally starting to use kind of the the wink wink nod nod naming has Um, a headphone jack has a headphone jack um what's the power requirement on this i bet it's got to be nine volt come on it is it is yeah but like what's the current demand on it is more what Uh, i'm after but um i'm hitting the specs it's got to be some i don't think it's going to be super crazy anyways uh one of the cool i'm amazed they fit all this on this platform and they've got an ambience so it's got somewhat of like a the room knob yeah yes it's got a room knob uh 160 milliamps so Oh my god. Some power supplies might struggle with it. But not many. Uh, most modern ones can handle that just fine, but Right. Like if I mean, we're if, looking at stuff with 300, 500 like I know, but like there's people with Voodoo Labs pedal powers okay, that are still doing right. that. Here's and, the thing though. And also can wait, still wait. run on a 9 volt. <laughs> I told you. So here's the thing though. Like a 9 volt battery. Like it so still has the, that thing in there. So what's the requirement though? Is that 160 Milamp, so it's going to kill that battery okay, pretty quick. Okay. Yeah, Three point yeah. five hours. But listen, that's also you. You know, that's not what it's always going to draw, is it? Uh, isn't probably, that, isn't that probably where it usually pretty, tops out? Uh, I don't know. That actually might be pretty close to always doing that. You think so? Yeah, they well, say they say the battery life is only three and a half hours on an alkaline battery. It's pretty bad. That's not. Is it? Is it? I don't know. All right, anyways, so this thing's two hundred dollars. Yeah, so what I think the best things are one, the price point, because yeah. realistically, this is legitimately competing with, uh, like the ACS one or the Iridium feature yeah. set. It's like all there. You can reprogram the IRs in it, so you can load your own IRs in it if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also something the Iridium allowed you to do. I think the ACS-1 let you do it too. Yes. But it's not something that the um, Universal Audio ones did. Now, the Universal Audio ones had like six cabs or whatever in them, mm-hmm. but they were only one amp type too. And like, so this is this is really cool what's all coming out of this. This right here needs to be the answer. Anytime at, anyone at a church is like, we want to buy something like this right here, this would be great for any church to have. So anyone could just bring their pedal board and plug in. I mean, yeah, the barrier to entry is getting lower. Yeah. But at the same time, if this came out at 400 bucks, we'd all be snarling at it probably. So like, yeah, there you go. 200 bucks. Perfect price point. It's a little more expensive than some of the TC electronic amp things we had, but yeah, like but the you features can run this are thing, so much better. And you can run this thing over with a truck. That too. I mean, it's a boss pedal. That's one of the most amazing things that one Look, of the best arguments I've ever heard for boss is you can go to any guitar store and replace that pedal. That is a great point. One of the most amazing arguments. And it's literally been one of the, that's kind of like whenever, you know, that was one of the big things whenever I was getting into boutique pedals and I was, people are like, well, yeah, all these guys are still touring with this stuff. Cause you can go to guitar center and, and buy a replacement if they need it. Yeah. Um, I think you might run into issues if you're a pancake plug person, but with how close all those jacks are together, because to have three on each side of, of a boss pedal, yeah. that's more jacks than I've ever seen on a boss pedal. I, I'm it's, this size. It's jacked up. It's jacked up. All right. <laughs> I I can't speak highly or just like 
and it sounds good. It legitimately does sound good. It yeah. seems to take pedals pretty well. Um, people are going to probably sneer at it in some way or another, but the man, I think Boss has a hit on their hands. If, mm-hmm. especially if this came out a few years ago, we would just be melting down. But uh, if this if this would have beat the um, the Walrus pedal out, mm-hmm. yeah, because of the, just the size alone. Yeah, I mean, someone's probably going to complain about no stereo in or you know all those kind of things, but whatever. Mm. This is this is great, and I look forward to seeing what people do with it. Yep. All right. Um, Old Blood Noise Endeavors has the uh, launches the BL fifty two phase repeater, so it's got a um, pedal that lives between phaser and reverb. And it's got a slider knob. Didn't they do a phase repeater before with the Dweller? Mm, that was that was. That was, but that was that was a phase. That was a phase and delay. This is more like a phase and reverb, which I understand reverb and delay kind of okay. drift. But I'd say that that's different enough. Yeah, um, it, it's more the BL series. Like I, I mentioned, the Cedias. I was like, haven't we seen this before? And the reality is, we haven't. But this is, uh, is it the fourth or fifth pedal in the BL series now? So they have. The 52, the, okay. 50, the 44, the 37, and the 82. Um, so that's four pedals. Um, so kind of nuts how many... They've they've really taken this slider clock thing mm-hmm. and just ran with it. And, and and just keeping the same form factor and just being able to kind of... And keeping, oh, the, and keeping the price down. And the fact that they're offering so many different colors, colorways. Yeah. Um, are the colorways specific to stores? Um, they're available. It doesn't say. Okay. Uh, for more details, head over to their website. Yeah, I'm heading, I'm heading over right they've, now. They've made so many pedals this year. It feels like, but um, at 179, that price point, considering it's from a boutique maker, is just fantastic. Um, yeah. So on their website, there's only one color. So I'm guessing it's probably from different. Yeah. I like when they do unique colorways for stores. I think that's mm-hmm. a fun thing. Oh, for sure. Unless one store just gets like the, the worst color. Well, like, uh, or the worst one. Like, imagine like if uh, Eastside Music Company got something that was like puke looking and no one wanted it. And then like, mm. it's like, I have it. a feeling that they probably get to help decide the color. Way. Yeah. Probably have some say in it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes Since sense. Is, yeah. I would hope so. All right. Um, let's keep moving on. Those are what? 179 you said? Yeah. All right, Chase Bliss teams up with Goodhertz for the lossy pedal to add all the nasty and beautiful mistakes of heavenly deconstructed digital audio to your guitar tone. It's a lo-fi pedal. So it's like, is it a generation loss lo-fi? Well, so generation loss is trying to do what tape decay sounds like. Okay. So um, this is like what, remember when we used to get really crappy MP3s and how terrible they sounded? Yes. From bit loss and loss okay. of compression. That's what this is doing. Okay. Um, it's based off uh, the um, a VST plugin from with a little bit different. Um, so, yeah. You know, what, what, what do I say? I mean, there's a freeze mode, which is kind of cool in this. Um, there, it's a lot of like pad and texture kind of voicings in this kind of thing, trying to do that low rate lossy data compression sound. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I believe it's stereo in and out as a lot of digital pedals from Chase Bliss are now. Um, it's it's coming in at $400, which is fairly consistent with Chase Bliss. It's it, it's in the classic Chase Bliss form factor of uh, the six knobs and the dip switches on the back. Um, so if I, I think the, uh, the texture heads and synth people are going to be all over this. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Do, I, I do you feel like do you feel like Chase Bliss is Chase Bliss is losing me, man. Like my, I think they're losing guitar players because I don't think they're targeting guitar players anymore. I don't think they've targeted guitar players in a while, and I don't think that's necessarily like a like oh my god, I'm beating them up situation. I think no, no, no. I feel like they found an audience that nobody expected to have been found, and they're gunning for it, and they should because it's a audience that's not getting targeted with pedals but like those those players are using pedals yeah i mean synth guys have been using outboard pedals for ages right so that's not that crazy well Um, i mean but it's but but i don't not a lot of people have have built the pedals geared specifically for them they've taken guitar pedals and used them yeah that's fair that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Chase Bliss is actually targeting this audience where everyone else has done it and been like, oh, well, these people might like it. Kind yeah. of like Strymon with the Night Sky. Yeah. I mean, but, it, the Night Sky but, was, again, a pedal where we were like, I don't really think this is for guitar players. Right. And so, I, but I feel like Chase Bliss is like, yeah, that's an untapped market. And I think they might be going for it. And that's smart. Especially in how crowded the world is. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I also see guitar players using this. Oh yeah. Um, but it's not as obvious as a, um, this is what, what's the most like when we looked at, like, these pedals are great for musical masturbation. They're great for whenever you're sitting at home playing with Mm -hmm. yourself, but, and, and so it's a fun toy. I think these are great toys for guitar players and they're great. They can, they can be inspiring musically. Yes. But I feel like the, Mm-hmm. I don't see them in a very like a live application. I I can see it like being that one song and that one effect for like an intro or something like that. Right. Um, which I don't know about you, but like $400 for a pedal that, that does that one song is like a hard sell for me. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, again, I don't want to like crap on the brand here. You know what I mean? Like I just don't, I personally don't feel this one's for me. And it's been a while since uh, Chase Bliss has made a pedal that I felt is for me. Probably the last one was, well, I have a generation lost Mark II, so like that was the last time I bought a Chase Bliss pedal. Yeah, but did you? But you bought that. I think were you one of the ones that bought that more because of the hype, the hyped up situation with it? No, I mean it's on my board right now. That's like one of the few okay. pedals that's on my board. I so use, you, I use, use the de- yeah, I use the degeneration. I use it for like. Did you I just th- say degeneration? Degeneration yeah. X. I mean, that's what it is. But uh, uh, I use it with like swells and like ambient stuff when I want my okay. guitar to kind of not pop. Okay. And it works really well for that. But it's also it gets like, that nice layer, like kind of. Does it have like a good like high cut where it kind of it doesn't go? Oh yeah. And get, yeah, that's what I would assume, and you could get that nice like warbly kind of thing going yeah. on. Good but, texture. Yeah, yeah, they had the stuttering in it. Um, that I had to like turn off because that was too jarring. But like, yeah, there's so much cool stuff you can do with it. Um, 
but like i think like the last guitar guitar pedal they did was the the fuzz factory and to think about how long ago that yeah. was <laughs> it was a while a couple ago. years yeah what two two uh what? that was probably 2000 yeah. when that came out right i was or sorry oh, 2020 not 2000 2020 i let's see oh when the first one came out yeah, yeah well yeah probably because i bought i bought the second one that would have been at least 2021 anyway uh if you are interested in the lossy it's available direct through chase bliss as all their pedals are doing now um speaking of high yeah. trains we hyped up that we were going to try to jump through stuff and we didn't. We did. JHS came out with the Nauticlon. Did you buy one of those? I did not. Did you? I'm going to, no, but I am going to buy one whenever I have the spare money. Um, at a hundred bucks, it's, it's an I easy sell. Um, it is. They now, sold 12,000. They, they, they've sold 20,000. Yeah. They're up to 20. Yeah. Oh, someone found the golden ticket, by the way, too. Oh, good for them. Yeah, uh, and it was a, it was like an actual gigging musician. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, but if you didn't know, all right. So, anyways, so the Nauticlon is a uh, build your own pedal. So it's not really a DIY in the sense of there's no solder. It is the most simple put together. All it requires is your hands. They send the tools and everything. It's ninety nine dollars, and it suppose it sounds amazing. Everything I've heard sounds fantastic. Um, and they put one golden ticket out. And if you got the golden ticket, you got a $1,500 worth of JHS product of your choice. That's so, so fun. He he's like, he had $600 left and he's like, I don't know what else to buy. I was like, dude, color box. Like that. Mm-hmm. Old, I was like, dude, I, I want a color box so bad. Mine's getting dusty. I, I just, I haven't really gotten a chance to play with one and I would, I would just love to mess with one. Oh yeah. Um, but uh do you have the v1 or the v2 i now have the v2 i had a v1 okay the yeah, v2 I'm... uh passes through um phantom power now so i mm-hmm. want to use it with mics and stuff like that but really you know what i use it the most for is as a bass preamp really yeah just like a bass direct box that's where i kind of want to i kind of want to do it i want to do that directed board sound that's i mean like that's that. what it does yeah, I really, it, I've always been fascinated with it. It's just in a price realm where I don't want to buy one. <laughs> if it was, it's one of those where if I ever got offered one in trade, I would, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I I have such mixed feelings over a lot of this, but this one particularly, I I look back and I go, you know what? I the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. Um, I I had a really nasty initial reaction to it, and. I don't feel like the need to apologize for it, but like it, it, it there's, it's really fun. I mean, one, they, if they're shipping 20,000 of these, that is such a roaring success as far as pedals mm-hmm. go. That's oh, insane. Yeah. Um, so congratulations, JHS. Um, yeah. The hype on these has been sitting out there for so long, and we've seen how the old JHS clones went for extreme prices and all that. So for them to turn around and say, we're just going to do $100, even though this could have been $200 and it probably would have sold yeah. fairly similarly. But yeah. I, I I honestly say $150, they would have sold the exact same amount. Yeah. But at the same time, the clone market is so saturated with different options. Him going for the bottom of it is a really interesting play. So I will say this. One of the things that um, 
there's a lot of selling points in my opinion. Um, I love the bear look of it. it I mean, it's, just, it's effectively a three series. Yeah, it looks like a three series. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Build your own three series. Yeah. Uh, and it just <sighs> one of the cool things, and I will say this is the marketing on this was phenomenal and it's definitely what made me buy into it was watching people put it together with their kids and maybe that's a parent thing where mm -hmm. i'm like oh that's like really cool but it, it is one of those things too where you can this is something you can buy and do for yourself but share it with someone else and be like check this out like that's a that that's something I'm looking forward to doing. Yeah, I, his his even his promo video was his kids making it, which was right just fun. Now I hope his kids aren't making all twenty thousand of them. <laughs> uh, but Dad, I just want to go to sleep. If you want Christmas, <laughs> he'll put those in the box. Well, because he did a series with his kids before. Uh, That's um the, those those vintage fuzzes that went ridiculously fast. His family it was yeah. his whole family helped build those. Yeah, that was like beginning of the pandemic, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was one um, of the things. I love the goop. The goop was it, hilarious. That that's wonderful. my favorite part of the whole thing is like here's a here's a here's the thing goop goop your circuit. Yeah. Um but again, I also love that he is just saying in a lot of ways he's like clones sound good. There's nothing magical about them. Chill out. Stop with this hype train. Here's a $100 one. That's actually really yeah. fun. And then it created its own hype train. But at but the same luckily, time, I, this might also be the last hurrah of clones. Well, and the, the wonderful thing is, is that this is, they're not going to, they're not like saying, oh, well, we're not going to do anymore. Because they're like, oh, this went nuts. You can still pre-order the next three batches. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he never made it limited. So he's just like, all right, hype train burn yourself like, out on it yeah he's like he's like we will literally just keep taking orders yeah and that's good it, it, it's it in in the long run all this is actually really good so because he's gonna saturate the market that's mm -hmm. one thing like he floods the market with his own product so this doesn't happen um that's i mean it's wonderful that the pedal industry is realizing what's happening and trying to make it more accessible and hearing the people kind of like people like me who like might not be able to see like, Oh, the, this pedal goes on sale tomorrow and just be able to like, Oh, I've got that money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People have to save up and budget and work their way towards their goals. It's like, okay, I got to save a hundred bucks. I can do that, you know, in a month and then I'll be able to order it. And, so. and there's going to just be a bunch of shitty ones that are about to fall apart. Cause no one put them together. Well, <laughs> of these oh, later. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to buy my gooped version or my not gooped version? <laughs> definitely not gooped yeah don't goop it that's the other uh, funny part about this is i don't really think these are going to sell like like resell that much oh no th these these are going to be 50 dollar resell yeah 50 bucks these are because people because half of the fun is gone i'm not listen i'm not buying it because i need a clone i'm buying it because i want to put together a pedal really quick and easy it's kind of like when do you remember the old the model sets and there was different levels there's the one the two and the three this is a level one. This is quick and easy. You don't need to worry about glue or paint or anything like that. You, you're set. Yeah. Go have fun. So, all right, let's keep moving because we are not doing great. Okay, you need to tell me about this one because I don't know about this pedal. I don't know. I I, I just happened to be searching the, the internet and I found this. Um, So, it, it looked really cool. So, Fox Amplitude. here has four new... Are you skip? Did you just skip? 
Oh, did I skip one? I yes, skipped did. one. Okay, yeah, I just have this was an ad. <laughs> and I so yeah. Fox Gear. Um what's the other pedals they have? I Their always logo. I always lose contr- lose track of them because Fox Gear and Fox Catcher. And nope. it's not even the Fox Catcher. I always confuse this with what's uh John Snyder's uh the uh creation. Who did they buy? Was that they, wasn't that Fox Catcher? No. No, Fox, Fox Pedal. Fox, Fox Pedal. Which he's he's I believe that brand has ramped down. I thought he sold everything off and he was done with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like yeah, that's but I always always got them confused. Um but yeah, these are uh mini amp DI hundred watt series models. So Okay, I so what does what does a hundred watt mean in this situation? I don't know. Uh is it it is it powered? It. I mean, because these are real. these are these are each boasting a hundred watts of output power. Hundred so, watt real RMS into four ohms. Okay, so it's got a class D amp in it too. So this 30, is this is a pedal board amp. Yeah, thirty volt DC power unit. Cool. And so there's um, a high watt, a plexi, a twin reverb, and a Vox. Yeah, oh, you got to get the basics covered. Yeah. So I just saw these. Uh, you got cab simulation, hundred percent analog amplifier. Um, let's see. Oh, or and then you can it do. Does, you can, so it does cab sim, so you can go direct with it or plug mm-hmm. into a cab. I like that. Yes, that is something that this is like great for like the gigging guitar player uh, at two fifty. That's actually a pretty easy sell as well. I know mm-hmm. we were like we were just talking about the two hundred dollar uh, boss, but that doesn't have a power amp in it. Mm-mm. Good luck finding a power amp for fifty bucks. Even the Harley, Benton, thing, the Harley Benton ones are two, three times that. What's the EHX, uh, the 44 caliber thing? Uh, it's at least 100 something bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Um, at least. Only real downside to this is be, to get that amount of power, it's a 30 volt power supply. So good luck powering yep. that off your normal. You're not powering brick. that off of. No, yeah. you are, you are going to have to have a its own wall wart. Yeah. But. Um, so it can, and that's and you can do it as both. You can run it direct and to a uh, cab at the same time. Fantastic. So all right, moving on. Yeah, that's quick and easy. That was quick and easy. Just like using Bennett Custom Audio's Lighthouse pedal. Yeah, I'm joking. It, There's too many knobs on this thing to be easy. Well, a whole lot of a whole lot of switching. So you've got um, it's a tremolo. You Love got a that. harmonic, huh? Harmonic and bias tremolo. Yep. Oh yeah. Different. You got three different wave shapes. That you got the all square. work on the harmonic as well. Yeah. Square, squiggly, zigzag. Uh, square, sine wave, and sawtooth. Okay, zigzag. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, uh, did you ever watch Good Burger? Uh, I have not. I ha- I'm aware there's a sequel coming out. Oh, it's already out. Phenomenal. All right. Anyways, uh, back on topic. Uh, the pedal looks great. That was the thing. That's the reason I put it on the list. Looks cool. I'm curious I, what the tilt EQ works like. Um, there is tap tempo. There's yes. ramping. Yes. Uh, you have a gain knob. You can ramp and, up game and, and volume, down. so you that you can. Um, so you can kind of get some overdrive from it. Um, Presence. So you're getting. I mean, you've got you. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And it's 9 to 24 volts. Tilt EQ only affects the wet signal. Okay. So your dry signal can still be like 
So you could do like a really muddy warble mm-hmm. on it or something like that. That's pretty cool. Um, they're Canadian. So right now they're about 270 USD because the Canadian dollar is doing so poorly. But that might change over time depending on how rates go. Um, this looks cool. Uh, it, you could power it from 9 to 24 volts externally. Um, and it it will do 30 volts internally. So it, high headroom. That's pretty cool. Yes. Oh, I would love to mess with one. Me too. Oh, Canada. All right. Moving on to the other side of the pond. Um, Back to Japan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boss announces limited edition 50th anniversary pedals. It was a bigger pond <laughs> that I was talking about. Um so you've got the SD1, the BD2, and the DS1 in these f- special enclosures. Yeah, silver screws are back. Yeah, boy. Um, it's got a tattoo on the side. They're not. It doesn't look like they're that limited of edition. Like remember when they did the the last time they did oh, three yeah. pedals together and like they sold out instantly and it was a kit. Yeah. You can just buy these. So like the SD, the the BD2 is only one hundred and nine bucks at Sweetwater right now. Oh, nice. Oh, that, I kind of want that. The BD2 and the SD1 are the two. The, the DS1 buy. is $82.99. Are you kidding me? So is the SD1. So they're not that expensive. What? They're just special edition anniversary. I kind of so. want them. That's cool. There you go. Um, <sighs> speaking of anniversaries, Fender's Aww. having a fifth 70th anniversary oh. Oh, I thought, with I the Stratocaster models announced. Um... There are their vintage spec anniversary two color sunburst or nebula noir. Nebula noir. Ooh. It black. <laughs> White pick card, black yeah. pickup covers. Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh fifty-nine uh style pickups, medium jumbo frets, so they're not super um. So, so they're coming out with a player, a professional two, um, and then a regular player and a American professional standard Stratocaster. So there's there's the anniversary model, and then there's the non. I don't have enough mental power to quickly compare and contrast here, but um, there are different pickups between the two of them. So the American professional has the 70th anniversary. V-Mod 2 single coil strat pickups, and they're doing the tall narrow frets on that. Um, also has an option of a Comet burst finish with a maple deep C-neck. Um, and they're doing a flame maple top over the alder body rosewood fretboard. Um, and then on the regular player and professional, they're doing uh, maple or rosewood fretboard options, while the player is still Pal Faro. Um... I don't see a price tag on this. That's not from Toman. So, <clears throat> dang it! I know. What? What if I Google this real quick? Um, Distraction. I'll talk about something else. Oh wait, I can't talk about the next thing. Yet. So no, that's a, that's that's not the right one. Holy! That can't be what? right. No, that's reverb. All the prices. So. Looking at the euro, the player is ninety nine in nine 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 nine. 
Okay. That's too many Which nines. one? The black one? That's the 70th anniversary player Stratocaster that is in your Noir. Nebula yes. Noir finish is basically a thousand bucks. Yeah. So so the um, other one, the two-tone sunburst, um, the anniversary player, the, that one's probably going to be around 800. The Ampros come in at 2K. Yeah. Um, For the 70th anniversary model versus the 1700 is which the normal ampro costs mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of a premium um it's 200 on the player for the pre a premium and it's 300 on the pro 2 which pro. isn't horrible though isn't um yeah and if you're after that more vintage you pick up i i really would compare this more to like a ventera but mm -hmm. uh yeah we'll see that does include a gig bag or a heart oh. or a heart Deluxe molded hard shell gig bag. Oh, really curious what that means. Uh, oh, that's the just the. Those are, hey, maybe maybe it's just a typo and it's supposed to be deluxe molded hard shell. But um, well, no, well, think about like the um, I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a hard shell with backpack straps on it. Or maybe it's like one of the like the John Mayer ones, like that are. The ones that are like are actually like shaped to the guitar. They actually have like the cutout, but they're kind of the thicker gig bag. Yeah, the John Mayer one was actually more generic than you think. Um, yeah, uh, the in case one. Yeah, is that who it was? Yeah, yeah. fantastic gig bag. Still have it. Um, all right. Uh, this week in Harley Benton. Harley Benton. It's a resonator. It resonates with me. <laughs> oh, does this resonate with you? It does. Um, they got mini humbuckers in them. They have the metal resonator thing. They've got knobs. Um, they are super cheap. I think this would be great for someone who wants to mess with resonators. Like, yeah, the, I mean, this is Harley Benton is the Harley Benton is the greatest brand if you want to dabble in something. It's yeah. kind of like whenever you remember whenever uh, Rogue was around. Still are, aren't they? I mean, aren't they, maybe, aren't they the Guitar Center house brand? Possibly. But or like, well, I guess there's Mitchell now or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, there's been actually pretty affordable options in this world, too, with like Gretsch actually makes some really cheap options in this area to yeah. kind of get into more roots music. But an acoustic electric for all this together. Fantastic. I mm -hmm. believe it, it has a cutaway, which is very odd. You don't often see a cutaway on a resonator. I love the... <sighs> it is a round neck as well. Ooh. Versus a square neck resonator where like, yeah. you play it on your lap. Um, I do. I love the the F-holes. You've got one F-hole, and then you got like a teardrop over there. It killed someone. <laughs> it's got one teardrop tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guitar has done time mm. um but yeah no it looks fantastic um let's see speaking of affordable manson guitar works ma and verona jr so manson guitar works comes out with an affordable uk built model let's see what they consider affordable uh for a uk built guitar uh okay. 1400 pounds yeah, that seems pretty. So fun. by the time you get it here, it's about eighteen hundred. Um. So yeah, you know, uh, it, bear in mind in the reverse direction, that's essentially a Mexican Fender. So for people in the UK, 
that's a fantastic deal. Um, mm, okay. Goto hardware comes with a mono gig bag. Has less ha- left-handed options. Ooh. Um, very streamlined, simple, single cut and double cut bolt-on guitars. Yep. Uh, bo- all of them are hardtail. I like the look of them. Fluorescent, you know, uh, finishes. So cool seeing Mason or Manson go towards the lower end. I look forward to seeing Matt Bellamy probably pull one of these out at some point. Yeah. So. Can they build one with a chaos pad in it, please? <laughs> Not at this price point. Nope. But they definitely, they do have that guitar. Could you imagine if they made like chaos pads? Well, it's too, I think it's too late in their career for it to have done. I think at some point they could have made like an affordable Matt Bellamy version. Uh, there was a period of time where Court made a guitar <clears throat> that could actually just literally take the chaosolator in it. Okay. The mini chaos pad. It could take that in it. And it just worked. Huh. Um, I remember there's a couple of guitars that you just put an iPad in. Yeah. That's a horrible idea. Who are you? The guitars you'd see the ads on Facebook, you'd put your iPhone in it. Yeah. So you can play along and look cool on the beach. Well, speaking of looking cool on the beach, Charvel yeah. just came out with the MJ Sam Demas, which are quilted maple tops models from Japan. Listen. So, yes. You said listen. I, I like them. I don't hate them. They look better with a quilted top. They, I mean, they look, I like it more. Yeah, this is f- between the quilted maple top and the Japanese build. These are expensive as far as Charvels go, because um, Charvels have been very affordable. Yes, uh, particularly the San Dimas line. Um, but you know, these are your HSH with the Floydy boy. Floyd. Yeah, I don't like them that much anymore. I saw the the price range we're sitting in. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're they're not cheap, but they're cool. They're cool. They look great. They got a great personality. <laughs> I ain't taking it home though. Yeah. All right. Anywho, um, Fender. Well, we're still in Japan. Fender Japan Sparkle Telecaster with black top Filtertron pickups just got announced. I dig it. Yeah. Like it. Is it not your not your cup of tea? No. I have a hard time te- seeing tellies with dual like humbucker kind of things in them. Yeah, they can, ju- they can just kind of look weird. I mean, the Filtertrons is a cool alternative, and you know, uh, a hardtail telly is going to be a lot more stable than a lot of entry level get- Gretches. So, um, or any Gretch really. Um, yeah. So, so these are sitting about a thousand, eleven hundred or so. Yeah, you know. So here's the fun part. Um, you know who this directly competes with? Mm-mm. The praise and worship guys that are Veritas stuff. Oh yeah, this yeah, is essentially yeah. what Veritas has been making, or one of the things Veritas has been making that there really hasn't been a market for, or like a, like a, a mainstream market competitor for it. I don't think anyone actually wants this. I think they were told that they wanted this and they believed them. Well, there's like the Cabernita Tellies. Okay, true. The sparkle finishes look good. I like the blue and the orange. Uh, yeah, I like and them all. I don't like the, the silver. And it's got it's got body binding on it. It's again like if it's dual filter tone. So like you're either really like hell yes on this, or you're like oh that's not a Telecaster, mm, right? I 
I would say I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm I'm not. Oh, I definitely am not. I'm not a person that says, "Oh, if you have those pickups in it, it is not that guitar." Mm. I don't care. It's a Telecaster body. It's just got the pickups you like in it. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, I'm to, I'm good luck finding one in the good luck finding one stateside. But these look cool. Yeah. All right, and, and lastly, wait, we already had this week in Harley Benton. We're going for it again in this week in Harley Benton. Harley Benton. Oh, you milked that one up. Yeah, um, I did. I, I got to do it twice. There are five new models added to their DIY guitar kits. <laughs> one of them's a fucking blank. Yeah, it's a cutting board. Well, it's, it's, it's a blank body. You can cut it into whatever shape you want. It's literally a plank. That's it. Because, <laughs> like, if you look, like, the headstocks are massive on all these, too. So, like, you can cut the headstock yeah. in whatever shape you want. Yeah. That one is supposed to be uh, a single. So, yeah. I'm guessing you're going to make that into an LP style, maybe. Yeah. I mean, um, these DIY kits, it's always questionable quality, What, how they're actually going to be, particularly in the frets. Like, how soft are the frets going to be? Um, yeah. A lot of people are going to assemble them not knowing how to do fret work. So, they won't play that great. But... If you're looking to try it, I mean, you know, it's Harley Benton versus going to Fretwire or some of the other, maybe they might be a little more shady kind of kits. These are, it's Harley Benton. It's a little more legitimate, super cheap. Always trust the Germans. I've got an episode title right there. <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, 1933 has things to disagree with. <laughs> <on that>. um, <laughs> okay. And lastly, like, what we're going to try to power through this, but um, good Lord, was this a cool era of amps. Yeah. Normally, amps is an area where we skip over a lot. No, there's some awesome ones. There's I'm really excited about awesome the stuff one. coming out here. So the first one being Jimmy Page yes, has teamed chair. up with oh. Sun Dragon Amps to release a limited run of Led Zeppelin two era half stack designs. He's they've already teamed up before. They did a Led Zeppelin one model. So this is um, this is a recreation of essentially what he used on Led Zeppelin two, and he's endorsing and touring with these, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 50 units. They're only doing 50? 50 units. They were, uh, when I when I looked when this was announced, they were still available. Um, and they were not crazy. They were like three to four grand, which for, a hand-wired, to- for a hand-wired tube amp in this down in this era, particularly at that PowerPoint. You know. And it's a signature limited edition from a guitar player who is widely known. If not, well, I mean, he is one of the most famous guitar players walking this earth yeah so it's based off a 1968 marshall super bass that jimmy page had modded by tony franks uh which was a guy who's doing a lot of um famous mods at the time so goodness if you if you've got that i boutique marshall itch this is it it looks fantastic it has all the aesthetics i love it i this makes me want to want this makes me want to watch it might get loud so bad because this will get loud i want to crank an amp right now but it is 7 45 and i live in an apartment so we're not going to do that um 
anyways this looks phenomenal i want to play one so bad now you Um, know what's actually fun about this next amp is you can crank it without making all the noise for all your neighbors because it has a dummy load in it yay dummies so Saldano releases their really their first new amp in like 25 years. <laughs> um, yeah, because the last thing Saldano really did was the Jet City stuff that they helped design. Well, and there was also the SLO 30 or the SLO Mini, mm-hmm. which was not really a new design. Right, right, right. But uh, this is a unique amp in some interesting ways. So it is the Astro 20 is a 20 watt amp, has three channels and what's called four galaxies. Um, and it also has um, some really nice features in terms of uh, IR loading and uh, silent play. Um, first off, it is a MIDI controllable amp. Uh, and essentially there are three channels, which is a clean, which is always a clean amp. Then there's overdrive one and overdrive two. Overdrive one and two do share a tone stack um, and, and a lot of knobs, but they have alternate sort of channel flavors okay. that you can go through. Those are the different galaxies. Hmm. That's what they're calling them. And you can assign them and, and flip them around. And also you can have them internally paired with different IRs. So you can have your clean channel paired with a different IR than your dirty channel. So that gives you a, a true, because I mean, that's the thing. Like when, when you want a good speaker for, you know, cutting, you know, high gain sometimes sounds kind of sterile when you start adding when you try to run clean tones through it i want this so bad so it's available as a head and a combo the head is 2k the combo is a little bit more um again as i mentioned it does cabless operation it does a bunch of different presets um it's very some of the stuff is very reminiscent of like what comes from friedman and that because you know same family um but yeah 2k this is a really cool value of cool options um but it does uh, it does beget immediate comparison i'm going to skip here sorry diaz to what rev has been offering Mm -hmm. uh and so rev just came out with the dynamis d40 a few weeks back this was actually back in october but it kind of missed our rounds um which has a full two note system built into it. So I'm just loving now that's coming in at 2400. So bear in mind, this is a bit more expensive, um, but it has a lot more um, controls in terms of uh, it's one. It's a, the D 40 is a 40 watt amp that can scale down to two amps. Um, it, it's a true dual channel amplifier. So you first channel, you'll find the pure and sparkly cleans, whereas up to edge of break a tone, Breakup tones. Channel two is your fat, creamy gain, thin, think blues rock, classic rock. But the reason I'm comparing these two is Rev has really pioneered this model of the silent amp. Whether they were the first person to do it, they're partnering with two notes has really solidified their position in that area. I and remember, yeah, because they were really doing this uh, real heavy at one of the first summer NAMs that we covered. Yeah. Like um, that was their big thing, was a, they had pretty much a silent um amp head without needing yeah. a two rock or sorry not a two rock a, a two, two notes, notes or yeah a, anything or external. a waza amp expander or a um universal audio ox or a friedman hop play or you know there's so many different options there but uh by building it into the amp it's just a really cool feature and i'm, I'm loving seeing that 
they are as tube amps are getting smaller and a little more compact with these 20 and 40 watt amps they're also adding these cool features back into them where i think a lot of people are just buying a bunch of amp heads now because they get all the flavors through ir stuff i mean that's what you look at my house right now i've got a stack of three amp heads sitting next to my desk did you ever i didn't have an amp head until this year you know so yeah it's cool seeing this stuff come out um we, we can back up a little bit if you want to talk about that but that bad cat yeah uh bad cat introduces the jet black amp um they i haven't heard of anything new from bad cat in a while there well we talked about tosin abasi is starting to use them yeah and so it seems like they're starting to, they're starting to do a comeback yeah um because it seemed like they kind of uh they were really big, really big, really big, then just disappeared. I know there was a little bit of drama at some point, from what I understand. Mm. But I think that a lot of that happened whenever Bad Cat started doing a lot of overseas stuff. Mm. So, just for the longest time, Bad Cat was a boutique US built amplifier company. And then whenever they started doing overseas stuff, I think there were some issues. Mm-hmm. But it's good to see them back. Um, they've always had an amazing look. Because isn't this who the guy from Morgan? Did he leave Bad Cat and start Morgan Amps or something like that? I thought, uh, Bad Cat had something to do with Matchless. Oh, maybe that's it. Was I it Samson know. from Matchless? That might be it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because there's the Bad Cat Samson era stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Thank you. Had nothing to do with Morgan. Yeah, that's fine. So I think he had his own thing going on. But yeah, this looks, uh, it looked really cool. Um, I didn't see a price on it, um, but I just thought it looked cool. And it was just interesting to see something new from Bad Cat. Yeah. Unfortunately, Premier Guitar now blocks you if you haven't had Blocker. So. Oh, what? Yeah. So I can't use them? Well, I can't even, I can't even like get to this article right now. Wow. Usually there's a screw you button in those pop-ups where it's like, I'll do it later. Um, yeah. Now I actually have to whitelist uh, Premier Guitar. Oh, but I didn't do God. it. It's just, yeah, I don't support just... other media. <laughs> um, How dare you? I know. 30, 38 watt output. Okay, anyways, let's talk about this last thing. You put this on here. Yeah, um, and so uh, Victory Amps has updated the Kraken, uh, Rebea yeah. Massad's favorite high gain head. Um, so this is the Mark II. It now has a switchable 50 watt and 9 watt settings. D- um, it did whenever uh anderton's did a video on it did they have to do the thing i think yeah they have to declare that that they have a financial investment investment. yes simultaneously chapman guitars comes out with a danish pete signature and he's playing that in every single video now (laughs) so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's business at least at least they're still reviewing everybody else and they're not just ragging on everyone so like whatever um i still i still enjoy anderton's videos they're fine i i honestly could like not care less i give no shits Hmm. i just think it's hilarious that that was a thing yeah people need to get angry about i get it but at at some point i'm like is this really what we're getting upset about Hmm. so all right um (laughs) So there's a lunchbox version and a wooden cabinet version now, because previously I think it was just a lunchbox version. Um, I, believe, I believe so. Yeah, the comes, lunchbox version looks the most recognizable. Comes with a gig bag. 
Um, or like a studio slip kind of a thing, probably. Um, there is... It's it's technically a uh, independent game controls, two independent master, master two volume controls that are foot switchable and assigned to operate globally across both channels or to control the master volume of each channel independently. Um, they share an EQ uh, and presence knob, but there's something that with uh, the clean on this. Okay, uh, they added a new clean mode to gain one channel that makes them potentially even more useful settings. The clean mode is foot switchable, effectively turning this into a de facto three channel amp. Hmm. So a lot of, lot of versatility in this small little thing. Um, That's what she said. Base focus switch for tightening up the low end. Uh, series effects loop. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. I, I don't know, I, I want, I wish Victory would have more distribution in the U.S. so we'd be able to try them in stores. I think we'd, I think we'd all be really into what they have offered. Oh, yeah. Well, one thing is, I mean, they look cool as heck. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I, lo- I love the look of them, so. Um, yeah. Anyhow. So that's our list. We got through it. Yay. Um, Really quick, so I'm going to do this. I didn't talk to Scott about this beforehand. Mm. Uh, so um, we've got a friend of the show, Doug, who has a family member who's going through some stuff. And uh, if you want to check out the Facebook page, we shared uh, a GoFundMe for it. And there will be a link in the show notes. Okay. I wasn't going to put that up there, but I, we had already shared it. Um, there's going to be a link in the show notes. If you're able to do anything, even if it's sharing it um, and putting it in front of people, that's helpful. Um but Doug's a great guy, and I feel like anything we can do to help him is something worth doing. So check out the link in the show notes. Um, if you're not able to help Doug, share the link because someone might be able to um, or help Tim and Doug's family. Um, that is it for the show. Thank you for listening. A big shout out again to Electromotive Sound Co. for sponsoring the episode. Go to electromotivesoundco.com. And also you can go to uh, the patreon patreon.com slash the effects loop and become a supporter there um you can go to the effects loop.com that's got links to everything the facebook group instagram merch youtube our email and the patreon um is there anything else i was supposed to say is there something you want to say to me yes uh happy thanksgiving i forgot to tell you that mm-hmm. is there anything else what sorry this is something my girlfriend does every time when we're like hanging up on the phone call like not really oh, uh, I, I, <laughs> what oh are you gonna talk over me too when i'm trying to figure it out oh out oh. uh no no we're fine okay <laughs> uh no anywho anywho all right anywho everyone have a wonderful week it was great to be back on the show like the good like it's supposed to be with me and scott so um oh sorry a link popped up and it threw me off anywho sorry distraction see you guys have a good week bye bye that was the most ADD ending ever oh a squirrel sorry sorry about that everyone
Lies together, together, we undefeated. A plan to make well, there's no gloves needed. When we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in a community that remains happy. Then the after, the world should be one. Hate annihilated, every heart is one. Love again. So, don't